violence, you just kill me. Your punishment must be more severe. You don't owe these people anymore. You've given them everything. Not everything. Not yet. Welcome to the Geek Generation, episode 94. I am joined by Brian Lipsitz over the Skype. How you doing, Brian? Good. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, I have teased out on the social networks that we are going to be talking about The Dark Knight Rises today, and it's not often that we dedicate an entire show to one movie, but for something this long and something that is the end of the Nolan Bat universe that has been so influential on comic book movies in our lifetime, at least... And I can't even imagine what it's like for the younger generations. I've heard people say that, like, this is their Star Wars, which is crazy. Yep. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. But it makes sense. So that's pretty impressive. So we are going to be getting into a lot of spoilers and stuff. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to tune out. Uh, it's not going to be for a little bit until we actually enter the spoiler room. But we're probably it's probably going to be only like five minutes before we hop in. So really, this entire episode is dedicated to The Dark Knight Rises. The first thing I want to do is address, of course, as the media is just constantly pounding us with the news of the Aurora, Colorado shooting. It's It'd be remiss of me to not say anything. But at the same time, I don't want to spend any time with this that I don't have to because this should not be the focus of this movie and this trilogy and the legacy that it leaves. It's a horrible, tragic thing. And of course, our hearts and thoughts could go out to the victims of the tragedy. But it's not what I want to stress. And I, But I don't, I'm not going to ignore it, but I don't want to stress it at all. I'm not going to go into some long monologue because and the killer will not be named here. Because he does not deserve any further press coverage. I think he's gotten far too much already. And uh, the, thing, the one thing that I do want to mention is the positive uh, thing that came out of it. Not, not that anything came out of it positive, but something more positive about it. And that's the news of uh, Christian Bale going down to Aurora himself. Not representing Warner Brothers. Not representing anybody. Not alerting the press. They just found him on the scene. He went down there quietly on his own and visited the memorial and the victims of it. And for someone to do that is absolutely tremendous. So I applaud yeah. Christian Bell for doing so. Huge props for that. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, the box office news. That's pretty much all I want to talk about the Aurora thing, though. Like I said, very brief move on. Box office, the opening weekend brought in $160.9 million, which is pretty impressive considering the uh, fears that people had that that's, would be yeah, afraid that's to what go. I was wondering. What yeah. do, you, do you think that it could? I mean, the speculation was going in before, you know, what happened is mm-hmm. that there was everyone was predicting it to beat Avengers and they even like plotted out like the numbers that it was going to. And then it happened and the numbers and I mean, even Warner Brothers, I pretty much is, I think, came out and said they they estimate they lost between 10 to 20 million in, in revenue just from. I wouldn't be surprised if they did lose some money. I I honestly don't think it would be as much in the first weekend because it was still 
uh, yeah, fresh everyone's and, mind. And, yeah. yeah. And unless you follow the news, like a lot of people don't see it right away. So they might have gone prior to that. Yeah. So I honestly think and they even said in the box office report that I read for this weekend is that this is the weekend that was affected, not just The Dark Knight Rises, but mm-hmm. all the movies across the board were down a little bit from the norm. Yeah. So there is some some impact coming in, but uh, even even still with all that, uh, it was the best opening ever for a two D title beating The Dark Knight's one hundred and fifty eight point four million. Yeah. So uh, for two D movies, it is the best weekend opening of all time. It is the third biggest domestic opening overall, trailing behind The Avengers and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Still, given the number it has, that's pretty impressive for yeah. something that had no three D inflated box office, but it did sell out very well in IMAX. So, granted, there's not as many IMAX screens as there would be 3D, but there is a little yeah. bit of a, a balance going on there. Uh, for the second weekend, it did pass $500 million already for the worldwide uh, box nice. office. So, it's doing very well. It's probably not doing as well as they'd hoped based on that and uh, some other things. But and um, I, I mean, just interject for a second. I, yeah. I always wonder if Dark Knight, you know, people... It, it's a great movie, but I think there was still that thing of you know Heath Ledger's death, and everyone wanted to see everything. You know his his because everyone was talking about his Joker. I wonder if that. I mean, that's still, to my opinion, why that movie did. I think a lot of people were expecting it yeah. to do as well, if not better, by D- Dark Knight, just because of Dark Knight did do so well. But if you look at Batman Begins, I mean, you know, it, it's still really great numbers. I'm not disputing that. I just, but I think, I think maybe people were a little over overzealous on the numbers, thinking that because of the dark, what the Dark Knight did. You know, I can I agree know. with that. Sure. Although yeah. when you have a movie that popular and that powerful, it tends to lead right into the next one and then True. some. So True. that that even initial thing from Heath Ledger's death and the build up there, I think, lasted into this one. Oh, with the, yeah, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt, definitely. Uh, so box office impressive. Who knows what it's going to end up being? We'll have to wait and see there. But we don't want to waste too much time because we have a lot to talk about. So let's hop right into the spoiler room. Access, Access granted. granted. Welcome. Okay, The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> We're safe <Word> now. <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot of things to talk about. We are breaking this up in a, in a certain way. We're not just going to ramble, ramble, and be all over the place. I'm sure we'll hit some tangents here and there. But we do have a little bit of a structure. The first thing I want to point out is that Nolan's very good about borrowing story arcs from the comics and kind of uh, twisting them and changing them to fit his needs. And there was a heavy influence of two major uh, Batman story arcs over the years. One, of course, being Nightfall, the one in which we see Bane and he breaks Batman's back and everything. And the other being No Man's Land, kind of representing that third act of the movie where uh, people that are unfamiliar might not know. It's an earthquake, I believe that ravages is it an earthquake yeah it was it was a and it was an earthquake that destroyed gotham and and uh bruce wayne went before congress to try to get you know federal government into helping and they refused and they sort of annexed gotham city from the entire uh you know united states and yeah it's a really actually if anyone hasn't read it there's three i think there's three trades out it's one of the best batman stories ever told it's it's from the early 2000s but really really well done and yeah there's definitely influences from that in the movie definitely. absolutely third act 
Um, so taking a look at the characters that are going on in here, if we kind of run down the list, the major ones that are going on during this movie, obviously Bane is a huge, huge big deal in this movie. A lot of people saying that they like this version of Bane even better than the one that exists in the comics. Although I think there's so many versions of Bane in the comics that people don't know which one to even yeah. compare to because sometimes he's like a lot more of like a heavy and the others he is kind of like an evil batman and that he calculates and thinks the same way and all that stuff so um what'd you think about bane in this um i i liked him a lot i actually agree with christopher nolan's stance on the not having the you know the giant venom tube going into his mask where you know batman can easily just rip it out like he beats him every time exactly um i thought tom hardy did an amazing job just because he had to act with his eyes and his body yeah. for the most part um, his voice was a little not what I expected, not in a bad way, <laughs> but it kind of almost sounded like Sean Connery at some points, and other times it sounded like um, Patrick Stewart. I thought, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people a, are comparing him to like an older British gentleman. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it wasn't what I expected, but again, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was kind of an odd choice, but again, it wasn't. I thought it didn't matter because he did such a great job mm -hmm. with the character, and. Um, I liked, I really liked that they played him obviously intelligently. Mm -hmm. And because if you go back to Nightfall, I mean, he, this is the guy that himself found, found out Bruce Wayne's, uh, Batman is Bruce Wayne by sure. himself. You know, yeah. he figured it out. I like the fact, I, uh, you know, we're getting into obviously spoilers, really big spoilers, but I like the fact that he was kind of the head thing. And then kind of at the end when they introduced the real villain, sure. um, he kind of took a backseat, I thought. But for the most part, I really, really enjoyed, um, you know, Bane and thought, and I, I will, will go out on a limb and say, you know, I, I geeked out like I, because I've been waiting 20 years. I remember 20 years ago sitting in the backseat of my parents' car reading Nightfall. And when he's, you know, in the movie, when he says, I will break you, and then he picks him up and just, I, I wasn't yeah, expecting absolutely that. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. is awesome and uh so yeah i i i loved him i thought he they did a great job with him um i wasn't really i don't think they did a the only minor gripe i have is i don't know if they did the best job of explaining his mask and a lot of one of my friends thought it was just a mask mm -hmm. and then other people were trying to say that you know he had insulin uh, not insulin he had uh, painkillers in the mask and right which is kind of what they implied but they kind of glossed over it really yeah quick. i thought maybe they should have because at the end when batman's you know breaking them uh, and you know he's actually feeling pain for the first time i don't think people got that mm -hmm. and so i think they didn't get me to my second time seeing it that i understood that so i think that could have been done a little better. But other than that, I thought it was fair. He was very, very well done. So. Yeah. he Like you said, the acting with the eyes is such a hard thing yeah. to do. And he did pull that off. He was very foreboding, very menacing, had had a presence about him. And man, did he put on some size. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did find the voice a bit jarring. And even when I saw yeah. the initial trailers, it and especially like that opening scene on the plane and everything, when he first speaks and his head is covered, it doesn't fit. Like it, it's not even that it doesn't fit the character. It doesn't fit like the volumes and the oh. the the background of the actual scene. Like it's clearly voiceover, and yeah. uh, it does like get better as the movie goes on. But still, there's something weird about it. I almost wish, especially since you can't see his mouth, I almost wish they had gotten someone to come in and do voiceover for him. Because yeah. Uh, it, yeah. yes, the voice was okay, but it was like strange and. Uh, in, a, in a bit of a creepy way, but almost like it just didn't fit. Like it was odd how his uh, sentences would kind of go up at the end <laughs> a lot yeah, of the time. Exactly. Your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> like it would keep like he was asking a question. And so it was a little odd. But yeah, brother, I, I did brother, like it. Are you ready to die for me, brother? Yeah. Like it was just the fire weird, rises. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, it was a little strange, but overall Bane was incredibly well done. And I, I commend Nolan for not only attempting Bane, but also to attempt Bane after the studio clearly wanted to see Riddler again. Yeah. And I mean, it's a very, I don't I mean, people who don't read the, I mean, Bane is a very hard character, you know, I'm sure the, the people who have seen Batman or Robin, you know, you can easily just make him a complete buffoon that just breaks things. Right. And the fact that Nolan took the time to actually figure a way to put this character in his universe and not just put him in there as a henchman or a, you know, a generic guy that could be taken out in five minutes, you know, it, it really is shows, you know, the research and time they, you know, they take to put into this movie. So, yep. Uh, so moving on from Bane, Against a lot of criticism from the internet and a lot of doubt, uh, once again, we have to say, in Nolan we trust, because I think he made the right decision, and that's Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, really exceeded a lot of people's she, expectations. She was my favorite part of the movie. She blew me away. Yeah, she was um, incredible in the role. I mean, Incredible. She's hot. She's <laughs> Her riding, uh, you know, I'd like to see her riding motorcycle now. Um, <laughs> she was just uh, just fantastic with the part and well you know they didn't show much of her in the trailer so i was very worried and i was very skeptical mm-hmm. but um she did fantastic and i only wish is they did a little more by delving into her origin and her backstory where mm-hmm. they didn't really they didn't really you know cover anything uh, yes she's a cat burglar but they didn't really go into anything more than that which but i understand i mean it was a two hour and 45 right, minute right. movie and they had so much to put in so i don't blame them i just wish there was i, I was looking for more that's all of, on, I felt on her the, character, uh, I think. I felt the rap sheet or her file that Blake dropped in front of her was enough backstory for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you look at, you know, you look at, um, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, they spent half the movie, you know, delving into that character. And yes, you can argue that really wasn't, you know, it's the true Catwoman. That was very mm-hmm. a Tim Burton take on the Catwoman. But I just felt, you know, you know, they gave her enough time. I just thought if they had gone a little bit more into her backstory, but you know, what can you do? But I, I was exa- I was blown away. She was fantastic as the character. I liked how they made her realistic and mm-hmm. not. They never even called her cat. Right. Obviously. I was gonna say that. I love that they which, just kind of hinted at which it. which makes sense because the whole time they were like, no, she's not playing Catwoman. She's playing Selena Kyle, and everyone's like, oh, she's playing Catwoman. But you know, they never called her Catwoman technically. Right. So I mean, she was playing Catwoman, but at the same yeah. time, it was really Selena Kyle. Yeah, and like the hat, where they, I liked how they had the goggles that just happened to make little cat ears. That was perfect. Up. Nolan yeah. is so good, and I can't say it's entirely Nolan, but the designers that he has working yeah. for him are so good at like walking that line between okay, how can we get the suggestion to this character but keep it so that it's real and not just saying blatant cat ears on your head. Very, very smart. Yeah, definitely. I also really liked, and this is this is really what showed her acting chops, is her ability to switch her demeanor so quickly. I mean, oh, that yeah. scene at the beginning where she's stealing the pearls and uh, she's kind of doing like the, the clumsy maid. And then yep. all of a sudden she goes to oops and <laughs> like really starts acting like Selena Kyle. I also thought the other scene that really showed her acting chops was when obviously she lures, you know, Batman into the trap and Bane's beating the crap out of him. And mm-hmm. you see her through the, the grate or the, the, the gate. And she's just like in her face, you can see like the horror that she realizes what she's done. And yep. it just, it's just amazing. Like an acting range of like incredible. And you know, she is amazing, you know, and even if it's considered over the top, the scene in the bar when she's screaming, uh, like oh, she yeah, shoots everyone yeah, up and then yeah. goes down, starts screaming. Like it just worked for me, and yeah, then like yeah. she just stops and leaves. Like that was great, <laughs> so good. And the the fact that she had so many doubts on her just made her performance that much better. I agree. 
So that was absolutely fantastic. And I thought they got the dynamic between her and Batman very, yeah. very well done. And especially one scene that we'll talk about later for sure <laughs> uh, was just pitch perfect for like the Batman Catmullen relationship. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as John Blake, which very, was a character. Very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. And actually a large part of the movie seemed to be more about him than Definitely. anything else. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually go out on a limb and say he was the main character yeah. above Christian Bale, I think. I wouldn't I would probably say the same, absolutely. And they they definitely had a lot of nice foreshadowing things going on in this movie, now, obviously. Yeah. Had had you heard the rumors beforehand of who he was going to be playing? I I, I hadn't, so it kind of hit me out of left field, but I know a lot of people were kind of not I that heard, shocked. I heard the the rumor of Robin, I heard the rumor of Nightwing, and I dismissed them both because Nolan had said in the past that he wanted that nothing yeah. to do with the Robin character. And it's, so. it's, you know, let's go out right and say it. I mean, it's brilliant how Nolan managed to fit Robin in the, in the Dark Knight universe by basically doing Robin but not having him ever put on the costume. Right. Or, and it, I, 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 at least in my opinion, um, John Blake was a combination of, you know, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and Tim sure. Drake all together. Sure from Tim Drake by him finding out Batman's identity on his own, much like Tim Drake, Jason Todd being an orphan. Uh, same, he had much Dick Grayson like qualities, although there was no circus involved. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just, I thought he did a fantastic job. And I, my only, my only um, thing I thought was absolutely terrible was when they did the reveal, when the lady's like, Oh, why don't you use your real name? Robin. And I was just like, that was very, Heavy handed, I thought. Yeah, I, thought. I think they did that for the mainstream. Oh, as definitely. much, I, I mean, yeah. when they said legal name, I was like, they're going to say Dick Grayson. They're going to say yeah, Dick Grayson. Exactly. And we wanted but, to hear that as fanboys, but I can understand why they said Robin. Well, yeah, I was just going to say because I, I was talking about it with my friend, and I think you're exactly right. The general public wouldn't have made the connection mm-hmm. if they had said Dick Grayson or whoever, whether Tim Drake, whatever, and they would have been like, oh, I don't get it. And the fact until they said Robin, no one would have got made the connection. Sure. I mean, you have to remember Robin hasn't been seen in, you know, live action since nineteen ninety eight and you know, it's the it's a whole generation of people that don't know. So yeah, I I just wish, you know, in, in a perfect world it would have been said Dick Grayson, but yeah. you know, yeah. I, I take what I can get and I thought he did a fantastic job and Obviously, we'll get to more later, you know, the ending yep. of the movie. But um, it, it was I thought he did a fantastic job in acting the part of Robin without you knowing that he's Robin. You know what I mean? Sure. I enjoyed yeah. the little hints that they did building yeah. up. And some of them uh, felt a little more blatant than others. But some of them were nice foreshadowing moments like the time when he's uh, at the cement truck and he wants to question those guys. And he sends a round off the truck and it like hits the guy. And then he goes to interrogate him, but he's dead because he just got killed by the gun. And he looks at the gun and tosses it away for a second. That was a nice little nod to, okay, I can see that guns really aren't the answer all the time. And, you know, he grabs the shotgun later and runs up to Gordon's hospital room. But whatever, you know, that's (laughs) that's beside the point. There's also the time where Batman just, like, tells him about wearing the mask to protect the other people in your life. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, the mentor Him getting disenfranchised with, you know, the police the, you know the 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 Gotham police like throwing yep. down his badge, you know, and even just kind of getting uh like that beef that he built up with Gordon and that yeah. that break of ideology right there between yeah. the two of them was yeah. definitely what uh spurred that out. But the one the one gripe I had with Blake's character was the it, it was a nice 
acted speech and the speech that he gave to Bruce about like revealing that I know who you are because of the yep, look on your I face. Da, da, da. But at the same time, about. it's like, um, really? That easy? <laughs> he found out by looking at his face. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And then my problem also was that Bruce didn't even deny it. Bruce was just like, like, oh shit, you found out. Like, it right. wasn't like he could easily be like, no, that's not true. I'm not. Bad. Like, I was just like, what? It just, I don't know. It's yeah. It, it, I felt that they could have done that a much better way than the way they did it. Where he's just like, I know, I could tell. I've seen the same look in your face. Then I'm like, what? Really? Right. I yeah. Know. I didn't. I didn't much care for that. It's one of no. those parts in the movie that just kind of sticks out as like, a, this doesn't quite belong here. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. Because it, it's, it's just not it, as believable. Yeah, it, it's funny. We're hitting like pretty much all the exact same points. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know I had the exact same problem with that scene. Yeah, but overall, great character. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's an yeah. awesome actor and uh, great performance and great character. Miranda Tate, which ended Trump's up being Tate. a bigger <laughs> character than a lot of people thought of. Although some of this was actually spoiled for people beforehand, not in speculation, but actually in set photos because they did at one point have like these leaked set photos come out of her standing on top of the camo tumbler and the tunic. And then oh, people really? went, I didn't yeah. see them. Thankfully, I didn't, I didn't either, but I, I actually heard this afterwards in some other people's reports on the movie. And, um, that apparently was kind of a, a telltale thing for a lot of people, but this was a rumor for a long time to the point mm-hmm. where she even came out and we reported it here that she had said, well, I'm not playing Talia al Ghul because yeah. of that rumor. But despite that rumor, I just <laughs> want to say, and it's probably on record. I don't know which episode it is, but like a year ago, I called this oh, so far ago. And it was weird because he got me and Nolan got me again like he did in Batman Begins. But in the beginning of the movie, I was like, OK, yeah, this is probably going to be Talia. Like when she slept with Bruce and he notices the marking on her back. I'm like, all right, yep. this is definitely going to be Talia. But for some reason, I got caught up in the movie so much. And then when she gets kidnapped at the end and I'm like, oh, man, there's not much to be the movie. There. I'm like, there's no way she's Talia. I must right. have just been reading. So then when she does turn and reveals herself, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's so great at swerves and presenting he, he really just is. enough information like seeing the uh, what do they call him? What was the dude? The mercenary. Uh, yeah. That was actually Ra's al Ghul. Like, I never thought that they were only showing him from the back of his head. Yeah. Because he would, the shots were just so quick. And he's so smart about giving you just the information he wants you to have and not exactly. making it blatantly obvious. And yeah. that's just one of his masteries as a, uh, as a director and everything. But, yeah, I mean, it was a great reveal. And, again, like you said, the movie is so long and you get so invested in it that even though I knew that in my mind – and I had complete faith that she was Talia. When that time came, it was still like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and of course, if you go back, you look, it makes sense. You know, right. her taking over when Enterprises, you know, it makes sense. But done for some whatever reason, I don't know. I, I, I get I was, I was, I was caught. <laughs> I was, I was, I bought into it. Yep. Like, I, I was just, um, she did a fantastic, I thought she did a great job. I just think that she... I don't know. I wish she had, again, more time as Talia. It very seemed like, okay, she's Talia, and oh, she's dead in like yeah. three, three scenes. And, I had heard um, some people say that they wish the reveal had come at the board meeting uh, where Bane uh, is in the room when they walk in. Know. But that, that feels a little that. early, too. Yeah, it's too early. I, I don't know. I guess, again, like I said, it, it, there's so much they needed to get done. I can't really think of a better way. I just, I don't know. I just wish we had more time as her as Talia because she's such a main character in you know the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. But... For this universe, I guess since it's a three movie trilogy, it doesn't really hurt it. And I really like the fact that they played upon I don't even know if you know this Batman story, but the fact that they kinda hinted towards, you know, maybe something between her and Bane, because that is from the comics where uh I think it was right it was maybe 
couple years after Nightfall mm-hmm. that uh, Rachel Ghoul uh, told Talia that the only other man that would ever oh, be able yeah. to give him uh, an heir and be her mate would be Bane. And Bane went into the Lazarus pit and um, he actually ended up having a romance with Talia. Hmm. So I kind of thought there was a little bit of that. I mean, it was more of a protector thing, but sure. I, I started a little, I was, I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like, so I thought that was kind of a, a cool little thing if you want to read a lot into it. But I think it's amazing that we're at a point where Nolan and Nolan clearly is uh, invested in this universe to the point where he said, you know what? You want to know who I want in my movie? Talia al Ghul. Like, <laughs> out of all the people in Batman's rogues gallery, he could yeah. have gone down so many roads. And I love that he went to something that is more fan service for. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in the first three, although my, my one gripe with Rachel al Ghul is they still haven't figured out how to pronounce his name. And oh, I know. Movie. I know, but uh, but you know they did it in the first movie, so why not? Just keep it the same. <laughs> but um, no, I, I don't know. Did you notice the other um, slight uh, fanboy thing um, of of Daggett, the the boss? Daggett, oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's that's yeah, okay. from the animated series. That's yeah, more okay. how I. Sure. Uh, oh, absolutely, <laughs> totally. He was, he was the guy that was also behind the uh, manufacturing of uh, the stuff that made Clayface into Clayface in yep. the animated series. I actually yep. thought he was going to be a bigger piece of it because of the fact that they were using someone's name yeah. from the comic. And uh, going back to Talia for a sec, yeah. I do, I loved the the twist and everything, and it was great. But as soon as it happened, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, I felt it did take Bane down a peg. Like as soon yeah. as that reveal happened, and not that yeah. he, it, it was almost like his behavior changed. It at definitely that point. did. He became much more subservient, mousy, but you know what I mean. He was like subservient very, to her. There was someone that yeah. was definitely in charge. And when you think Bane is like the man the whole time, and then at the end he sort of becomes this. Oh no, he's not. And I right. thought it was kind of an odd choice. But again, with the reveal and you know the origin, and they make you think Bane is 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 uh, Raish's child, which I actually bought hook, line, and sinker too. Sure. I'm, and then you know when they do the real reveal that he actually was and he was the protector and she was the child. I and was how like, much okay. research did they had to do to find a, a, a girl that we would <laughs> buy as a young boy? Because you don't your your mind just changes like you assume it's Bane when they yeah. show it to you. Yeah, when there's it's Bane. no question. Like, oh, that's uh, that's Bane. Yeah. And but yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, I, I agree, though. It just sort of – Bane just became like this weak-willed, like, lackey in like the last couple, last couple of scenes he was in. But again, you know, whatever. There's always, you know, positives and negatives to everything. But yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of odd how the second she was introduced, he sort of, le- sort of like lost all of his, yeah. his bluster and, and uh, <laughs> stuff. Um, the last major character, obviously, is Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Uh, yeah. In this one, I found him to be a little bit too cocky for someone who's been out of action for so long. And he kind of, out of all the movies, he wasn't as much of the comic book Batman Definitely as he not. was. That's where I was going to have my main question for you. Yeah, he um he was a little too focused on Rachel's death. Something like that's not going to take Batman out of the scene. I'm, I think gonna, his, yep. his, uh, his parents' death would be more overshadowing. More. Uh, than that, he'd be like, "Well, yes, you lose people sometimes, but I have a mission. I have to keep going." Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah. And Sorry. the 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 thing that I've told everybody, and this was my first thought. I mean, as much as I love the movie, and don't get me wrong, I love the movie as much as I did love it. When I came out of it, the first thing that happened in my mind was like that movie was so epic in scale that unfortunately a lot of the nuances that make Batman Batman weren't really used. I miss the detective Batman. I miss the Batman that we saw in Begins that would lurk in the shadows, kind of like a horror villain preying on the fear of criminals. I miss that stuff, and it just got so big that there wasn't a place for it in this movie. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I don't know. There was this – it almost – this is going to sound really weird, but I almost felt it was not even a Batman movie. I felt like it was more of a character piece with people from the Batman universe. It was. I mean, let's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Batman was only in three scenes in the entire movie. Like, right, yeah. He wasn't in it very much. It was much more of a Bruce Wayne character piece than a Batman. There was very little Batman actually yeah. in it. And when he was in it, it was like you said, he wasn't very Batman-ish. I mm-hmm. can't even – and I mean even – I did like you know they gave him the shades of gray in his hair like to show that he aged. And right. my question to you is – here's one of my questions. Okay. Is, so how did he – how do you believe he injured his leg? Was that from pull, uh, taking Two-Face out? Yeah, I think one? it was from the fall. I think that was kind of insinuated because at the end of the Dark Knight, he's running away and he has that same limp. Yeah. My question is, so they just put like a knee, they just put like a super <laughs> brace on it and he's able to do all these crazy things. The I know, the right? The fact that he has no cartilage between uh, his, his knees, knees, that's not going to fix I it. I was but. just like, I love that scene though where he goes to the hospital and the doctor's like, yeah, you're, you know, that was, that was great. But was then at great. the same time, it's like, He's showing like he's in the best shape ever and having no – it's like if you're going to show him age, then show an aged Batman that's having issues. Right. Like, I think they kind of forgot about that because, again, like you said, it wanted to be an epic like he's just going out there and doing high kicks and stuff. And I'm yeah. just like, all right. Yeah, it was um, a bit jarring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, back to you know the character of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, I, yeah, I, what what parts did you, do you think he was cocky in? I'm curious because I want to see if... Like, Definitely when he came back. I mean, the whole time he was like, oh, Bane's just a mercenary. I took out Raish. Yeah. I can take out Bane. That's yeah. not the way Batman operates. He takes he takes nobody for granted. And I, I still... I understand the whole Harvey Dent thing, you know, why he went into hiding, but I don't believe that Bruce Wayne would stay away for eight years. He wouldn't. He would. I mean, yes, Gotham's at peace, but again, I don't feel that. I feel that's a very un Bruce Wayne like move. I mean, and even if we, you know, you, you can make fun of the, you know, um, you know, Batman Forever, even. But I mean, even in that, they had the, you know, the thing. His parents' death was always on his mind, yeah. and I very, I feel like they kind of just let the character go to the wayside. And I don't know. It was just kind of, and you know, his whole thing with Alfred and, mm-hmm. I, and you know, it just, some parts I was just like, right. well, yeah, they it, really only addressed the death of his parents twice in the whole movie. Yeah. And they were incredibly brief. They had the scene uh, from begins with his dad lifting him up, which I and, loved yeah. how they used. I love that. that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and they also had the, Oh, it's escaping me at the moment. They also had the, Oh, the time at the end, the great quote with commissioner Gordon. Yeah. But aside from that, yeah, but other than that, yeah, it, and I think, I think I don't know. It's just it just seemed very. But again, you know what I had to do in my mind is this is I'm just going to sound like I'm defending the movie, which you know I'm I'm I not trying to make up defenses for the movie, but in my mm-hmm. mind, I kind of look at it as this is not the Batman. This is an interpretation of Batman and in this world. It's almost like an else world. Like yes. this is yeah. this Batman. This is this Bruce Wayne, and this is his journey from batman begins to the end of dark knight rises is his complete journey there's no you know it's not like take because other people are, you know i have arguments with other friends who are like well, you know like you just and i just said bruce wayne would never do that and especially mm-hmm. what happens at the end of the movie bruce wayne would never do that right. but this is I, i'm trying to say you know you can't say oh well this is batman from the comics because it's not right, you know right. this is not batman from the animated series because it's not it's, our batman that we know and grew up with would not do that chris nolan's no. batman however is a little different right exactly and that's, that's the separation yeah. you have to make and it's almost like you there's like the three four 
major rules of being of Batman, and they pretty much broke like most of his like carnal rules for like being Batman. And I was just like, all right, but again, like you said, you get the movie was so epic and it's such a good story that you kind of and uh, uh, can we go to the ending or are we? Uh, we'll get to it. All right, all right, because I have something <laughs> to say about that. We'll, okay. we'll get to that. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, that I don't know, Bruce Wayne felt a little off and um batman felt a little off but again like i said it almost didn't even se- seem um i don't know there was just certain parts where i was just like all right he's watching you know he was in the prison for three months and uh you know i don't i don't know it's just again where yeah. was that prison located he just <laughs> walked out of it and shunned- he somehow makes it back into gotham with his clothes and everything and i'm just like wait what <laughs> yeah while batman wasn't the bruce wayne that we know and that we've grown up with he did have a very clear character arc and i think that's more of what nolan was going for if you go with the batman that we know he's kind of a straight line he does have uh ups and downs and he learns things and he falls and everything but he's much more of a straight line and it's not as interesting of a story if he doesn't have something to like a mistake to make and to learn from and to grow so i can understand why those choices were made that and and you can almost think that batman in the comics is a little too Intent a little too almost to the line of like being like in and I you kind of they trying to make it seem like Alfred's like I don't want to see you die I I know you're mm-hmm. gonna be you're gonna do this to you die and the luxury of comics is of course they never have to get to the ending story right, of, right. and where this you kind of have to so yeah eventually Bruce is gonna come up against something he's gonna age and he's gonna not he's not gonna make it so mm-hmm. I it was an interesting way to tackle that story i thought well yeah knowing that they had something finite definitely changes a lot of the rules absolutely exactly uh so let's go down a little bit um we're going to take a look at some of the things that we really liked about the movie and then maybe some of the things that we didn't as much but the first thing i want to point out is as always the score amazing oh fantastic at certain points i did think it was a little almost overpowering some of the scenes Mm -hmm. but I liked it. I, I have no complaining, but I just thought once in a while they do seem to overdo it with it. But that's not—I don't know if that's really a complaint because I like the score. Yeah, so. yeah. Hans Zimmer does an amazing job yeah. with all these movies. Absolutely great. I loved Batman's return when he—he's uh, driving in the Bat Pod and all the lights are going off as yeah. he drives down. Very cool. Very Batman. There were a lot of these things. Like all the moments I really like are the ones that kind of tie him more to the comic version mm-hmm. of Batman that I know. And those little reminders and hints that yes, this is a Batman movie are kind of coming out of there. Um, him smacking the gun out of Catwoman's hand and telling mm-hmm. her no guns, no killing, and her yep. response of "Where's the fun in that?" That's pitch perfect. <laughs> pitch perfect for the Batman. Catwoman relationship. Yep. Absolutely great. The scene of Batman running toward the dude with the muzzle flashes going off. And you just see you see the flashes. And that that was much more of something from Batman Begins that they yep. kind of borrowed and brought over. Loved that. Uh, the burning bat logo, even though it seemed kind of ridiculous to a lot of people. Uh, I disagree with that. I thought that was actually absolutely ridiculous. So he's going to he, he finally gets back. He's going to waste his time yeah. trying to figure out a way to make all the get all the gas all the you know lines line up so it makes a giant bat signal yeah. okay for me I that was it. just it was a tim burton moment and that you yeah. have to and create. i get the visual and i get why they did it but it was just kind of like all right but I, I you know in the in the realm of the movie it was whatever i don't yeah. know i have a problem but i just you look at it i take it as uh i take it as that theatricality element and he's yeah Bane was so much overpowering on Batman that it was almost like a you can't kill me type thing. Like he was trying to go for fear again. He was trying to get some sort of fear out of Bane. He knew he would see it. 
and any fear he can get that's a slight advantage back in his favor so yeah i know it's it, it's very drawn out and elaborate and kind of yeah, ridiculous and I was just like really <laughs> but at the same time that's the stuff that makes the comic book batman like awesome so i love that uh the fights between bane and batman oh, both of them yeah. were absolutely amazing the first one has no score which i thought was a very bold choice but it really makes the fight stand out as raw and yeah, very each, visceral you, you almost feel each punch and each hit and it's just Oh man, and that the whole you know the the fight when he you know when he breaks his back. I mean, I love the fact you know before Batman's trying to use all his gadgets and mm-hmm. his fear, and it's no effect on Bane. And Theatricality just, and deception are powerful <laughs> agents to the uninitiated, but we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? So my question is: this is a question that just came up in my mind. Were the guys working for Bane? the league of assassins or were they just mercenaries because he says to batman i am the league of assassins so that made me think that they were gone and he was the only like well they they did say at one point too when they're fighting on the roof with catwoman that those were uh league of shadows that's people. what i meant sorry league of Sh- yeah. so um they're not that he's just saying that he's what's left of it and he's kind of the head yeah. but gotcha. yeah i think i think a lot of those some of them i think were mercenaries other i think were league of shadows yeah, but I mean, like so. the guy in the plane in the beginning was, you know, willing to die for him. So obviously, right. So he, he was, just, was definitely League yeah. of Shadows, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, like we just the the quote from Bane. I love <laughs> the lines that he did and the speeches that they gave. And some people thought it was a little too bombastic, but I thought it was great. And then when he turns off the lights, and he's like, "Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You immediately <laughs> adopted the dark. I was born in it." And he like just grabs him out of the shadows. That was so cool. Yeah. And of course, we never thought it would actually happen. <laughs> we we I mean we were like he's not really gonna do it. I would love it no, if he did, I, but he's not gonna do it. When yeah. he lifts him up over his head, I just I was like, oh. And the fact that he says I will break you right before, which yes. is like directly from the comics. I was just oh, like, my oh my god, god, yeah, I will take all these things. I'll show you your home, and then I'll break <laughs> you. <laughs> it was it was like he was like super cocky to the point yeah. where he and he did that several times during the movie. Like when he tells the guy uh, in the sewers, he's like. Search him, then I will kill you. <laughs> like, why did what? you bring the? Why did you bring him here when he brings the commissioner? Oh, it was so awesome. I actually heard Kevin Smith compared him to Darth Vader in a lot of ways, and it makes sense. Like the the somewhat robotic, the different voice. He like yeah. literally grabs the dude's throat and just like snaps it. Yep. Like yep. he has a lot of Vader in him, and those are some of the greatest villains. And it was awesome. And then the uh, second fight when he's just going crazy and throwing those ham hocks around and he just punches through the pillar. It was like, damn, that's just it was just so powerful feeling. Yeah. Great so stuff. Great. Uh, the last really, really awesome thing that I liked was the quote that we alluded to that happens at the end when he's talking to Gordon. He's in the bat wing. I'm not calling it the bat. That's stupid. <laughs> When he's in the bat wing. The bat bat. I know, right? When he's in the bat wing, he's like, a hero can be anyone. Even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a little boy's shoulders to let him know that the world hadn't ended. It was a great quote. It was, but I just liked your impression. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was great to see Commissioner. And then they actually, you know, Commissioner Gordon immediately realizes that, you know, it, it's Bruce. Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got to give props to Gary Oldman. He did a fantastic job for that guy's again, the man. You know, for I mean, think of the last movies. I mean, Commissioner Gordon was a nobody. He was in there as like the generic police chief. You know, they made these movies about the relationship between Bruce Wayne and, and Commissioner Gordon, yes, which absolutely. is amazing. So, 
Large part because they borrowed a lot of uh, Year One in Batman yeah. Begins. Yeah. So, and that was that was about Gordon. I mean, yeah, really. definitely that. Yeah, that whole story was was Gordon. Yeah, yeah. So those are the things I really really liked. Am I missing anything that you dug? Um, I don't think so. Because without talking about the final scene, which we won't sure. get to yet. But um, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Um. No, I mean, I think you you pretty much hit most of them. I didn't, I didn't, I don't have any other things that I can think of really. Okay, well then, minor gripes. These are things that were little annoyances, <laughs> but didn't really bother me that much. Um, he got back from the prison really friggin' quick. <laughs> like, yeah, all of a sudden, walking where they didn't even say where it was, and it's like right. he's walking from it, and then all of a sudden he's back in Gotham with his clothes, which makes no sense. How did he get back into Gotham? How did he get his stuff? And I'm just like. Okay. All right. I mean, at some point, yes, it's not. It's not. You know, people call it ultra realistic, but there's still obviously completely, you know, fantasy element. The sense of time in a lot of these movies, especially this one, like he gets from one place to another really, really quick. Makes no sense. Yeah. It 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 reminds me. I think it was the first X Files movie where like they go somewhere and then they end up in Washington D.C. Like the next. next Yeah. It's it's weird, but sometimes you just go whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And Batman has that. It's it's, such a long movie that you have to make cuts here and there. Sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have I have gripes, but I'll let you continue. <laughs> my, my other, uh, well, this isn't a gripe of mine, but it's one that I've heard from a lot of people, so I do want to address it. There's the scene when Catwoman kind of disappears on Batman, and he does that thing. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I, that took me completely out of the movie. I'm like, so why is he saying it to nobody? There's no one there. Why is he? He could say it in his okay, head. Okay, okay. So this. This is this is the complaint people have. They're like, if he's going to say it out loud, which you understand because it's a movie and people do that all the time. If he's going to say it out loud, why does he do it in the Batman voice? And they have (laughs) gripes with that. Why wouldn't he just say it as Bruce? And honestly, I'm like, he wouldn't say it as Bruce. He'd say it as Batman because people keep forgetting Batman is the real person now. Bruce is the guys. So when he's in the suit. He's not just doing it to protect his identity. He is, but um, he's not even going to take the chance that someone could possibly see him in the suit using another voice. It becomes second nature. It becomes habit. So anything he does while he's in the suit is his natural way of behavior like that. So I thought it made sense to use the Batman voice. Yeah, I I mean, um, did you notice that when he was in the prison, though, he used the Batman voice for a while while he was just Bruce Wayne? Did he? Or whatever yeah, in the very beginning of it, when he's talking to the uh, do- the guy, the doctor who ends up healing his be- or whatever, re- re- in putting the vertebrae back in his back, yep. he he uses the Batman voice, and I was just like, what? And Bane, I think Bane either it almost looked like he Bane did something to like I don't I don't know it, it, that's weird. I was almost wondering if he uses like a voice. No, I didn't I notice know. that at weird. all. Hmm. Um, but uh, my major gripes were okay. So how did Talia and Bane find out that Bruce Wayne was Batman? Uh, I think it could be any number of ways. Uh, one of which is that Bane kind of found the, uh, what you call it, the... The armory? Armory. That, but, that, that, but, bef- but before that, he already knew because didn't, wasn't, I forget, which took place. Because when, when, he, when, he's, when he, he gets to, to the scene where he's um, fighting Batman with mm-hmm. the, when Catwoman leads in there. He's well, like, he had oh. to know the armory was there before he blew up and dropped the yeah. weapons down. I mean, but, he knew it was up there already. But it's like how, unless, you know, they found out, you know, obviously once they get to the armory, they find they could obviously easily figure out it's Bruce Wayne. But yep. I don't know. Like, how did Talia find out? That I think she there are several she no ways. With her father. I think there are several ways claimed, but not necessarily true. Um, yeah. There are several ways she could have found out, one of which through the League of Shadows, because she is technically still a part of it. They would have known who Bruce Wayne was. 
Another way is that as Miranda Tate, she had access to maybe uh, some of Bruce's files and things like that that for Wayne Enterprises maybe saw like the Tumblr. Like, how did Bane know the armory was there? I'm assuming that's information he got from Talia. I just thought it was a main huge thing for them not to reveal how they figured this out. Like, it's like, okay, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Well, in a movie where we're supposed to take that. John Blake just sees a look on his face and knows. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it did come a little too easily. I can agree with that. It reminds me of my favorite quote from Batman Returns at the end of Batman Returns, where Christopher Walken is like, "Why is Bruce Wayne dressed up like Batman?" And Catwoman's like, "He is Batman, you idiot." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, like, it's right in front of your face, and you still don't see it. That's that's the Clark Kent glasses thing. Yeah, exactly. My biggest but, um, gripe with everything yeah. is, um, this is like I do have two major gripes as opposed to just the minor ones. My biggest gripe is that the Batman in this trilogy was only Batman for a couple of years in the oh, timeline yeah. he, he, of so all it's this. Like he only had like a couple of battles and that's it. And then he's just like, right. Like between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight, we see Batman in action for roughly you could say like if even if you stretched it out, it's an estimated around two years long. Yeah. During Dark Knight Rises, it's suggested he stops being Batman and goes into hiding for eight years. So. <laughs> I don't know. The Batman I love would never yield in that yeah, fight. He stopped. Like, for, he only was Batman for two years. That right. Cool. So it doesn't seem like this guy was even like he's some legend, but he was only around for like two years. So yeah. it seems a little weird there. Like, I think if they had done like in the say they, they've done it in the comics numerous times where Bruce Wayne, you know, when he was backup broken or when, mm-hmm. you know, he quote unquote got killed in Final Crisis, you know, he's gone. And, you know, since he's had this huge career as Batman, it's more of a, you, you, you know, where this was kind of like, okay, so he retired, he, he stepped away for eight years because there's peace in Gotham and he was around for two years. Like, that doesn't seem like something Batman, like, right. you know, because, said, because yeah. even though there's peace, there's still those crimes going on and that's what yeah. he's trying and to do. And the prevent. fact that he would just become this like hermit, like, yeah like recluse i'm just like that doesn't even i mean think of batman beyond you remember the only reason he stopped was because he i was, was just thinking about that yeah he was that's that's actually what i thought of right when he came out of the movie like he was 60 and he he, he freaking had a heart attack and that's why he stopped like he, that's what stopped him. right because he had to pick up a gun he couldn't yeah. physically and do he, it anymore exactly it's like that's that's where you know the that's where bruce wayne it, that's that is bruce wayne and i'm like Again, I have to keep telling myself, no, this isn't that same person. Right, right. (laughs) It is hard to make that separation, but it it is one that is necessary to enjoy the movie for what it was. Oh, definitely. My major gripe, and this is a stupid gripe because I can easily (laughs) easily complain it, but um, the end where he's riding in the bat, I mean the bat wing, um, he's dragging the the, the nuclear missile, and then all of a sudden, as we'll find out later, uh, something happens, but it looks like he's in there and he dies because he's in there to the last seconds where would he have been able to escape sure yeah i that yeah (laughs) and i think that's just a movie making thing where they could just say well that was any time he he dived into the irradiated nuclear water i know poison the water system it it is it is a little strange absolutely like at what point did he actually get out of it and then you could also say like i don't understand the way nuclear uh (laughs) construction works and everything but i mean they flooded if they were going to flood the reactor <laughs> and take it out, couldn't he just drop it in the water and have the same yeah, thing happen? I, I was thinking that too, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm That's sure my, there's like a chemical composition to what they would flood it with to kind of irradiate it. And it's interesting. I think that's my biggest gripe with all the Nolan movies is whenever he tries to use like in the first one, the microwave emitter and this one, then you, I think when he tries to do that stuff, I get it, it just doesn't work. I think 
you know, the best ones like Dark Knight really didn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it, that's why it was so. Well, I, I don't know. Whenever he tries to do these like, like almost like giant, just you know, I forget the name for it. But when they use those, whatever those things are to make a movie go because they need something to, you know, destroy the city with. I, don't oh, know, yeah. I just, I just yeah. always get. Like, uh, I know you're I talking about. I don't think it's Nolan's strong point in using those. MacGuffin. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, the the my my <laughs> other big gripe is probably what led to the biggest plot hole for me. And you mentioned it already too was the limp that he had from the end of uh, <laughs> the Dark Knight because he's limping. He's he's limping when he's running away in that scene, and then they explain it away with the knee brace, and you go, okay, whatever. So you suspend disbelief a little bit. But the question: Why would he let his leg be like that for eight years? He never would have just rehabbed it and just been like, all right, you know what? I want to have full mobility just in case. But not only that, but later on when he's in the prison, Bane's not going to leave him in there with the leg brace on. So all of a sudden he's like climbing and hopping and jumping. I'm like, whoa, what happened? (laughs) Not only did his back heal remarkably fast, but the cartilage in his knee apparently he's like wolverine it's amazing well, at the back they explained that it was only a vertebrae that was popped out so i don't think it was he actually he didn't technically have his back broken well no but still i mean the rehab oh, for oh, that's yeah. just, oh, extensive. Just, we'll just we'll just kick it and you just hang there i know i'll just bit. punch it back into yeah. place and you'll just hang there for a little bit until you can walk again what <laughs> it's like what yeah so but again yeah, there's that there's, that for me was a little <laughs> weird but whatever yeah. Some things you just go, ah, it's it's still a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie, but I definitely do think it's the weakest of the trilogy. I do, too. Did you have any other major gripes? No, no. The, that was, I think, it. I mean, the only reason we'll get to why I put it over the top for me is, like, the ending. Like, mm-hmm. like that, Yeah, that okay. Was... So, so let's get to all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, faking his death, he obviously, um, the rumors existed that Nolan would kill Batman. And again, as I said on this show, it's too easy. It's too easy for him to just kill Batman because everyone expected it. And Nolan's not that kind of guy. And a lot of people thought it wasn't in Nolan's wheelhouse to do like the the happy multi ending that we got. But at the same time, it was very, very satisfying, even if it is kind of a Hollywood type thing. I thought but it I, was the perfect ending to Bruce Wayne's story. It's yeah. the story I want to see it end as. And it never, we know it never will because Bruce Wayne is a tragic be that guy figure. I right. the happy ending. Right. You know they I mean? they definitely even despite the fact that I said Nolan would not kill Batman, I was very adamant about it and have been the entire time. They still had me for a split second. I was yep. doubting myself when I was watching it. I'll admit it. They that, show the grave. Yeah, when when they're at the grave and they're announcing that Wayne Manor was being converted to like the orphanage, I'm like, oh my god, maybe they actually killed him. <laughs> I thought that was a that that funeral scene had me like the you know uh, Alfred's speech where he's, he's talking oh to Thomas god, Martha and saying, "I me. failed you. You know, I shouldn't have left." Just amazing. Killed me. Just uh, the the last like five minutes of the movie were like the most amazing thing. I like I I can't get, you know just get like they ended it so brilliantly and. Um, you know, obviously a callback to the beginning of the movie when Alfred had said, you know, his dream would be to show up. Uh, I forget where. Um, oh, yeah. Going into the cafe. And going seeing, to the cafe and see. And, he had said know, like Italy or something. Yeah. It's no, noticing, you know, Bruce and, you know, knowing that he, you know, was free of this, you know, and living, be able to live his own life. And, you know, and of course they, you know. They, they, they do the whole. The they show they Lucas do. Fox and the autopilot that they force fed to us was not oh, working yeah. the entire like, movie. Like, like the autopilot, it was fixed six months ago by who? Bruce Wayne. Right. That's <laughs> another thing. When you when you watch enough movies and you understand that foreshadowing, those little things, and you can tell, like as good as Nolan is about hiding things, he did not. 
keep that subtle that the autopilot put, does they, they not work. That, they must have been like 15 <laughs> mentions of it during yeah. the movie. And then, um, yeah, like you said, Alfred and Bruce. Uh, Alfred sees Bruce sitting with Selena, which was awesome to finally see Batman get a happy ending for once ever. Yeah, and Alfred like, just nodding and him nodding back. And, and like even one of my favorite Batman movies, Mask of the Phantasm, it's still a tragic ending. Like Batman never gets a break. That's exactly that's that's I just got chills when you said that. Like, that's weird. But yeah, I, you. Batman doesn't get that happy ending, and that's why I still think Mask of the Phantasm is like the only movie to ever oh, get it. It's and it's just right. so perfect. You and know, then you, obviously, yeah, the John Blake just, piece of it where he gets the inheritance. They he say his the legal GPS, name he is the Robin. The GPS, yeah, uh, swings into the Batcave. I just really like the scene of you know the same thing of Bat the full circle. You know, Batman begins the the bats are coming over him, and you know he's holding the lamp, and then the platform starts to rise. Yeah, go to the credits, and that's how the Dark Knight rises. It's actually but it's literal, so, <laughs> but it's so hilarious how many people think they will not. No matter how many people come out and say it, no one believes it. They're like, oh, there's going to be another one. There's yeah, going to be one where you know that's, that shocks me. And I, it does. It's like, dude, no, there's they're not going to do another. Yeah, like people. They're like, oh, well, that obviously sets it up for him to become. I'm like, no, it, that, that they just wanted to because Bruce needed to know that someone would be there to, right. you know, watch over God. I'm like, they just set it up. They don't. You, and they're like, oh, well, no. What if he becomes Nightwing? And I'm like, dude, they're not going to make like you have no idea right. how many people are still arguing. And supposedly there's rumors now that um, I think Nolan may have said the only thing he would ever want to do would be a Catwoman right. movie. That rumor is kicking around. But now everyone's like, oh, obviously there's going to be a Catwoman movie. Yeah. Just like people. Calm. There's no. He's not going to do. He's just you know done a trilogy of. I don't think he's going to be jumping at. You know he he's. Well, yeah, he spent a decade on these. Yeah, he's going to want to move on. It's it's, and uh, I kind of want to jump into this topic just briefly. Yeah. Where do you think they take the franchise next, and how oh, do they? I want to talk about this for sure. Although I think maybe we should do it after we take a look at all the listener stuff. Oh yeah, um, sure. Because we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll wrap yeah, up yeah. all the Dark Knight stuff and then see where we're going to go with this. But um, one of the things about John Blake's ending that, that even though I loved it and I was like, OK, and no, people, he's not going to be Robin. He's going to be the next Batman. I mean, <laughs> this this the whole fact they've set it up since Batman begins. He's a symbol. He ever he lasts forever. It's always going to be someone new. The only thing I was thinking, though, is like. This dude doesn't have the training Bruce does. He's no, screwed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's going to die like his first night out. What's going on here? He gets shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, again, you just you just take the message. It's not about the fact that he's actually going to go out and become Batman. It's the fact that the symbol endures and that Batman endures. Yeah, that's why so I'm like, people, there's not going to be another. Right. It's a message. <laughs> Don't take it to We're going to take it till you know, there's going to be rumors every month of that there's going to be another one. Yeah. But I mean, overall, this was the perfect final movie and the end in for, uh, ending for Nolan's version of the Batman universe. And like I said, it's not the Batman movie I wanted to see, but it was great for what it was set up to be. So listener emails. Let's take a look at some of these. We have a lot of great ones. They're fairly lengthy. I think we probably covered some of the stuff already, but we'll breeze through this and then uh, give our thoughts on where this should lead in the future. Uh, the first one comes in from Dan from Baltimore, who says, Hey, Geek Generation, I greatly enjoyed The Dark Knight Rises and think it's a fitting end to an epic trilogy. This trilogy didn't just set the standard for the comic book genre. It showed your subject matter doesn't define your movie. 
It's what you do with that subject that makes your movie what it is, which made me think of like, it's not who I am. I was just exactly what I do that defines me. Um, the only thing that makes, I'm going to read all these in Batman voice. The Please only thing <laughs> that makes this summer movie uh, is the release date. Nolan created a film with amazing performances, quality filmmaking, and deep emotional themes that just happen to center around characters and costume. Kind of like what we said before. It just happens to have Batman yeah. in it. Yeah. The Dark Knight Rises is probably his most ambitious film of the three, as he created a story with a scope way beyond my expectations, with a plot so thick it was hard to grasp onto everything. Certain things did seem over-explained while others could have been explained a little more, but my gripes with the film are small as I value the masterwork that has been done. The new additions of John Blake and Catwoman were some of my favorite parts. The scene where Blake explains to Bruce Wayne how he knows he is Batman was utterly fantastic. Well, he liked it, and we had our gripes. Um, okay. What could have been overly melodramatic was so callously delivered by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it left me in chills. Plus, it got me on board with this character right away. Anne Hathaway as Catwoman was great, and her cynical wit meshed well with Batman's dry sensibility. You can't talk about this film or this trilogy without talking about the craftsmanship of Nolan's direction. First and foremost, he's a fan of the material. That appreciation allowed him to make a film that hardcore fans and the general audience can both enjoy. I'm not sure what will happen next for the Cape Crusader, and pity the person who has to follow what Nolan accomplished. The Dark Knight Rises may not be the pinnacle of the trilogy's success, but it's a big part of it. With the Avengers, Spider-Man, and finally this, it has been one fantastic summer to be a geek, and I can't disagree with that at all. Uh, The next one comes in from Nick H., who says, As of right now, I've seen The Dark Knight Rises twice. I saw it on the midnight release with some friends, and when everything was all said and done, I had goosebumps. Nolan created one of the most enjoyable movie experiences I have had in a long time. Zimmerman's score was right on the money for the whole movie. The way Nolan handled Bane was, in my opinion, perfect and gave me faith in the character and helped me to get past the balloon that was used in Batman and Robin. There were moments in the movie that just had me awestruck. The main part that had my hands over my mouth and fulfilled all of my comic book geek fantasies was the moment Bane lifted Batman up and broke his back. Absolutely. Uh, My friend Mike and I just looked at each other and we were both speechless. The other obvious moments would be the last 10 minutes or so. I won't go into too much detail because I'm sure you will discuss it in great detail, as we did, but to me, it was a very Nolan ending. It left me wanting more and with a lot of forever unanswered questions, like what does John Blake's future hold? Is this the official retirement of the Batman? And just overall, the biggest question I had to ask myself was, why did Nolan do a tr- only do a trilogy? But I guess it's for the best because after three A-plus movies, who would want to risk beating a dead horse? But a good horse it was. I could write a lot more, but I'll just leave it to this. The Dark Knight Rises was, to me, one of the best movies I have ever seen, and I look forward to my third and probably fourth viewing. P.S. Kind of off the topic, but I was also beyond excited for the Man of Steel trailer that was shown, and seeing the names attached to it gave me faith that we won't have another Superman Returns experience. I was actually a little disappointed with the I amount the of footage we saw. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just say out there right there. Not great terrible made it look really cheesy really like un-superman like and i was just like this is not what i want i um, i don't feel like we got the same comic-con footage that everyone else saw yeah i i, I don't i don't know and i'm sorry Zack snyder and christopher nolan is not directing it yes he wrote he helped on the screenplay and he's producing it but people are putting way too much thing that he's doing he's Agreed. not doing a superman movie yep. it's Zack snyder and i am worried and i don't think it's going to be good but that's just me i don't like the 52 <laughs> costume i don't like you know i don't like it and uh yeah. it's scary because after that movie dc has no movie slated 
It's true. true. I would say in Nolan we trust, but we can't do that anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. We'll I'll just see. wait for his But no, next I was not movie. blown away by the trailer at all. I thought um, it was actually pathetic. To address why Nolan only did three movies, uh, I think it, I think people don't realize that Nolan didn't even want to do a third after Heath Ledger died. Yeah. He did plan on doing a trilogy, but I think the Joker was going to have a much larger part. Oh. And this yeah. third piece of the story. So, it was going to be a completely different movie, he said. Yeah. Completely different. In order to do this, he didn't agree to do this until Warner Brothers came to him and said, you can do any movie you want in between. We'll give you a crazy budget. And you can do that as long as you please come back and do your third movie in the Batman universe. And that's where Inception came in. And yep. thank God they said that because yeah. <laughs> Inception was great, too. So, um it's it's and actually it came a lot of his cast for this movie yeah there obviously. was like everyone except i think like leo and someone else yeah so um so that was great uh, uh so next one comes in from singing stars who says i was wondering what everyone thought of the miranda talia storyline i remember when she and bruce spent the night together i thought it was really random especially because it seemed like catwoman was supposed to be the main love interest it was a little random i agree it was a little bit but bruce was just starting was in to a weird get place. out of shell yeah and I mean, he I just guess. lost all his money. It was yeah. seen, Alfred was gone. He was he was in a deep place. So it was just kind of yeah. happened. He was looking for some sort of comfort, and exactly. he found it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found it random until the end, where she was revealed to be Talia. I figured this would stick to the Damien storyline, but obviously, it's the last movie in the trilogy. So there's really nowhere they can go with it as far as another movie. I thought it was kind of cool because most people seeing the film probably wouldn't realize this. Uh, what do you guys think? Do we think this they, would go Damien? They would never touch she, Damien. Uh, yeah. One, it just came into the comics like six years ago. And two, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, two, Grant Morrison, they're not going to touch it. Yeah, uh, I don't think gonna... so. Also, what did you think of John Blake as a future Robin? His name isn't Jason, Dick, etc., but he did lose both of his parents, so it is similar. Again, it's we don't think he is future Robin. We think he's uh, Batman. That's just the way they are. And again, it's it's not really about him actually becoming Batman. It's just the message of it enduring. That's the important piece. Uh, the next one, we only have two more here. Next one comes in from Mike Calamati, who says, This is the very first movie I went to for the midnight release. And I have to say, it will probably remain the one that I will remember the most. This is honestly the first movie that has ever given me goosebumps when starting to watch it and having the goosebumps return with the ending of the movie. I think Nolan did an amazing job with keeping the movies realistic, but keeping some of the comic-y touches. I really like how he pulled off Bane without needing him to have venom pumping through his body and getting huge. He was just naturally a tank, and it took an explosive round to finally bring him down. And I've heard a lot of people actually give me, uh, not give me crap, give the movie crap for having Bane taken out by Catwoman that way. Did you have an issue with that? No. I didn't either. And so a lot of people are like, well, after all that, you just shot Bane and he got taken down. I'm like, well, you didn't just shoot him. You blindsided him with a rocket. There's <laughs> a big difference. So I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe I was fine with it. So I didn't. Care. I, I didn't give it a second thought. It yeah. Wasn't. Uh, the only thing I really had questioned was why Bane had more of a German accent. I think they still pulled it off amazingly, but I was a little surprised. I would have to say my favorite scene with Bane is when he breaks Batman's back. Again, this seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> or just when he looked down at the guy in his office and told him, do you really feel in charge? That was good when he talked to Daggett. Yeah. You have money. Yeah. Why does that make you feel in charge of me? Do you feel severe? I can't even really do the voice. Um, in the most calm, evil tone. Anne Hathaway did a really great job as Catwoman playing the neutral hero villain. She played it well and deserves a lot of credit for being able to pull off the seductive badass role. I liked how her goggles, when flipped up, turned into the cat's ears, and Nolan stayed true to the comics by having her get together with Bruce in the end. I don't know how I felt about the Batwing, though. I liked how they made the bike and the Batmobile. 
look, but I feel like the Batwing looked like they stretched out the Batmobile and put a helicopter blade on it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree, actually. That was one of my uh, negatives I completely forgot about. All right. So he's trying to be, you know, okay, not really secretive, but yep. you're flying that thing around the city. Wow, that's not blade <laughs> right. or anything. It's a ginormous... I mean, even in the Burton movie, the Batwing was at least a little, like, you could... Stealthy. See, yeah, this one was just like a giant tank in the air. I'm like, yeah. what? It I, was I a little much. I, I still wish they... I know Nolan would have never done it, but I wish they had somehow, somehow hinted at the fact that it would become more of, like, the classic Batmobile or Bat. You know, I know that's sure. a little too comic-y, but I just... I, I don't... I still don't get the whole tank thing at the end of... Even by the end of this one, it's like... I thought that least they would eventually you know make it sleeker why would he need a giant tank yeah. i don't know i do have to give him credit for not putting huge vents on the engine though <laughs> like some directors of the past <laughs> the Fair end enough. of dark knight rises was a very good ending i loved how they did a have a robin cameo and managing to have kept a secret the entire movie production they didn't really that was um. kind of out there. Um, all in all, the movie was an amazing end to a trilogy one of uh, out of all the movies i have seen it is by far my favorite movie uh, last one comes in from our own Kendra Kaczynski, who says, when I first started seeing some of the leaked photos and the plot teasers for The Dark Knight Rises, I had some nervous, some serious nerves about the direction Nolan was choosing to take the final installment of this trilogy. I admittedly doubted one of my favorite directors and questioned how the film would turn out. I'm thrilled to say that my fears were entirely unfounded. I adored every element of the movie and found it to be just as strong as The Dark Knight, which is saying something for this film nerd who applauded her first viewing of the second film. The Dark Knight Rises was beautifully shot, well-paced, and truly touching, especially when it came to the pitch-perfect ending. I laughed, I got truly caught up in the nail-biting moments, and above all, I cheered Nolan's triumph. There were a few plot holes that irked me. For instance, how did Batman get back to Gotham after escaping from Bane's prison? (laughs) But these are merely areas to nitpick in an overall phenomenal movie. I hope you guys enjoyed the film as much as I did. So it seems like a lot of people had the same kind of reactions that we did to it, which is nice to see. But again, the the whole of the movie is definitely greater than a few little nitpicks here and there. Although I just want to make one point, yeah. which is kind of this is nothing to do. This is me just being a, a uh, an ass. But so <laughs> okay, we review this movie. Where's the where's the giant six page email about ripping every single part of this movie like they did with the Avengers? <laughs> Sorry, well, I the still same person didn't like, write in. I, and, yeah, I, I I feel do feel that there's sometimes a little over over protection of Nolan and I did it myself but Mm -hmm. I think some people are willing to overlook a lot just because it's Christopher Nolan and I felt this was one of his weaker movies not to say it was a bad movie at all oh no I agree I I agree but I think people again are like oh my god it was the best movie I've ever seen I'm like no it wasn't don't say that like I I don't I, I, I can't I, I can't believe that people would like you know there's some people that are just blindly saying best movie I've ever seen and I I I just I wish people were a little more level-headed when it comes. Like I was honestly, Rob, I'll be you know because we're on the air. I'll be honest. Yeah. I thought you were going to do the same thing. Just be like that movie was perfect. There's not one. So when you started, you know, picking out, I'm like, holy crap! You the know? thing is, you come out of a movie with a high of that movie, oh, and it oh, always yeah, seems absolutely. like the greatest thing ever. And oh, absolutely. Um, and <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I came out of Batman and Robin going, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> no, uh, dude, I, uh, dude, I was what 16 at the time. I, I don't, I thought it was. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Right. You know, so clearly, like, terrible. <laughs> We movie. all have our idiotic moments, yeah. but no, I mean, this, this is, I think it was great for, again, what Nolan was going for. Yeah. And again, it's not the movie I was hoping for, but it was still awesome. And, uh, let's, oh, yeah, let's rank I mean, them not, actually. It's, it's on my top five of the year, but I don't yeah. think it's not, I'm sorry. It does not beat Avengers for me. Out of the, out of the three 
Batman movies, my order is actually in order. I think the best is Begins, then The Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I think Batman Begins for some reason gets overlooked because it was, I mean, it was the first one and no one, you know, because they had to basically remake the franchise, but a lot of people just kind of, no one took notice until, you know, The Dark Knight and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, Batman Begins is a great, but like I always feel like it's a very overlooked movie. It's such a great movie that, you know. Um, and you'll never. I love just the origin story is so well oh, done. Oh God, in yeah, the entire movie. it really is. And uh, oh, what, my gripe, one gripe. Yes. So when uh, he put when they showed Rachel's picture on his, why did they have to show Maggie Gyllenhaal? Did they just <laughs> put Katie Holmes up there because God, she's ugly. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it might be a licensing thing or no, uh, I'm rights. Or I don't know. Oh, it might be. I don't know. Or he might have put both. <laughs> he should just have two pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. It's Rachel like a weird composite of the two Rachel. of them. <laughs> Okay, so you asked earlier, where should Batman go next? Let's address that. What I want to see, and again, I don't want to see it as much as I would just love to keep getting more and more Batman stuff. They yep. do have to wait. Unlike, like, I think Amazing Spider-Man is pretty quick. Uh, they have to wait at least three or four years, I think, before they can even. Oh, it's going to be, I, I'd say three to five years. It'll probably be longer than that, but I would like to see something sooner rather than later. But that's just me selfish. I don't selfish. think so. If, trust me, this is their big franchise dc has nothing going for it they're gonna push the next one out pretty quickly yeah. I'll, I'll i'll be surprised if we don't hear anything by the end of the year already of someone you know cooking something up yeah well what but, what i would love to see is almost i mean i do like a lot of elements of the nolan universe he he was very successful at grounding this in reality and make it more about the characters and the arcs that they took and everything and i love that but I would like to see a more comic book oriented leaning Batman. And some people have said I've read a lot of articles about this. So uh, one of the things that I picked up from someone else is that whereas the Batman is more of like a cinephile and a movie makers movie, the Avengers is a little bit more of a popcorn movie. I would like to see a little of both kind of tied in i like the ground in reality i like the fun and the the large the large scale of avengers and the, the colors and the comic booky aspect of it and i think there's a middle ground in there that would satisfy me as a batman fan so i'd love to see some sort of mash going I, on there i know this will never happen but i say plus they're not live action directors mm-hmm. but give it to bruce tim and paul dini and just you're say, not the first person that said that i've seen a lot of people out there say that and i 100 percent agree i think batman easily There's they're no doing other. such an amazing job with the animated D, uh, dc universe stuff that it almost seems like they should make that jump like and it's not unheard of andrew stanton even though he got a lot of crap for doing john carter was originally a director on and writer of Finding Nemo, and he went from that to do John Carter. Right, yeah, Brad Bird, same thing, went to right. Mission Impossible, yeah, from The Incredibles. So that's and, not unheard of. And think of the Batman, the animated Batman. He they kept the core and they had him dark, but he could also be seen aside uh, alongside you know other superheroes. But yet he still was Batman. Yes, you could put him in different situations. You could put him in the desert. Yep. You could put him where this. I mean, if you take him out of Gotham, I people are like oh Bale could definitely be in the Justice League movie. No, it would look completely yeah. ridiculous. It would like, look out of place. Yeah, but people, yeah, so I think that's why the animated Batman was so perfect. You could mm-hmm. put him in any situation. You could take, you took him all the way to Batman Beyond, I mean, and it still worked. You, right. you, that's why I, I can't, but um, here's my thinking. Yeah. This is not, I don't want to see this happen, but Uh-oh. I 
almost guarantee this is what's going to happen because a couple of things. And again, I don't want to get into the shooting, but because of it, some things are mm-hmm. happening. One, uh, DC announced this week they're pulling Batman, I think it's Batman Incorporated, off the shelves that was supposed to come out last week because there was gunfire in it. Oh, geez. Two, the ba- I know you think it sucks and I do too, but the new Batman cartoon that was to come out this fall, mm-hmm. all machine guns have been replaced by uh, laser guns now. This because- is getting ridiculous then. Yep. So my, th- my thinking is they're going to go all the other way with Batman and oh, make it no. completely family-oriented, completely kidified to the point where they're going to be afraid to make it any dark no dark ones I'm, just because of this right, I'm telling right. you, you can i can see warner brothers is already backpedaling and i you know i can't blame them they don't want it but at the same time it's like you know what it's not the movie you know yeah because there's people calling out saying you know if hollywood didn't make these kind of movies you know so they're already getting so i'm just worried i'm telling you uh it's gonna be very it's gonna be the complete opposite not that i want them to do you know a complete copy of nolan because mm-hmm. that's stupid too but yeah, I, I'm with you. I would like the middle ground, but I'm f- really afraid. It's already I'm already starting to see them, you know, mark with all these things that are out there, and I'm just like, oh god, this is gonna get bad. Yeah, I'm hoping that it just dies quickly. But if if it doesn't, I mean, I mean, there was they were thinking of pulling the movie out of the theater that weekend. They were having meetings. Right, I mean, right. It's just pretty scary, you know. Um, you know, they pulled all their they, you know, they pulled all their commercials and stuff that weekend. So I mean. It's it's scary, and it, the fact I think that makes the kid win if you do it. Absolutely, it does. Any he's any w- little changes that they're making, as, the yeah. fact that they're pulling the Gangster Squad trailer yeah. out of yeah. it, he's winning. And they, again, he's winning. Three hours of the they're reshooting three hours of reshoots for that movie yeah, because they're taking out that whole scene. Which should not be happening. Yeah, so he's he is winning because they're people are afraid, and because uh, you know. I don't know. It's and the it's worst stupid. part about it all. No, it's not the worst part, but a, a bad thing about it all is that this is right against what the Batman represents. Exactly, and that, and I, I don't want to. You know, I don't like to get into this kind of stuff in here. But I'll say briefly. I saw an absolutely terrible article that someone on my Facebook friends posted. It's, it's they're super Christian right wing, which mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I'm not making political statements, but they had an article from a, a religious site that said that Batman and Joker are agents of Satan and they oh, had different Jesus. Bible quotes trying to promote and this is why, you know, all these things are happening because and cause Batman represents Satan because he wears a bat mask and, you know, Joker is obviously an agent of Satan and I'm just reading this going, what the yeah, fuck? There's always gonna be extremists and they just yeah. have to be overlooked and ignored because they're just they'll always find something. Yeah, so, so it just, but no, yeah, it's just, it's scaring me with, like I said, the way things are going. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, because they're also, they're going to be like, well, Avengers did really well, and it was kind of more of a all-ages thing. Mm-hmm. So they're, I'm, I'm telling you, well, they're going to. the thing gonna, is, they can do an all-ages thing, and that your suggestion of Dini and Tim is yeah. the all-ages thing they're looking for. I just hope they can realize that, because they did yeah. appeal to kids. They appealed to, like, it wasn't the, the brooding, dark, super dark Batman. It was... Uh, it was like kind of a more even keeled yeah. Batman, but it worked for all ages because it was so good. But they could go to that place if they wanted to. They, they could. could go to the dark places they could. and it would still work. Sure. And I mean, I don't want them. Obviously, they went the other direction. I hope they realize that, you know, with Batman and Robin, where it was a complete farce and they had all the merchandise and the right, toys and right. stuff. And look at what that went. But I'm, you know, you know, those who don't realize their mistakes are doomed to repeat them. I'm, I'm hoping that they're not going to. Repeat it. We don't see another. I mean, they just took them three movies to have salvaged this franchise, so to, to reignite Batman. And if they're going to go right back to what killed it, then mm-hmm. we're in trouble. So yeah, interesting. 
Okay, so uh, we've gone on much longer than I expected to, but um, no, it's, it's good. I, I, you can I could talk about Batman all day. <laughs> this could be the entire podcast, just Batman stuff. I'd have no problem with that. Um, final thoughts or something you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter at Xander Harris. My movie podcast, Isle of the Damned, is at movienoise.com slash Isle, and we'll have another probably review of dark knight rises but probably not as in depth so <laughs> check that out cool uh i actually do have a final thought for the first time this week because Uh-oh. i know this is a batman episode and i have to this is a big deal this uh, like this is a lot of people's star wars i guess in a newer generation mm-hmm. for me this is the definitive uh batman trilogy and one of the most definitive mainstream representations of batman but i do want to say as like a closing thought a, a huge thanks to christopher nolan and the whole team involved for taking something that I'm extremely passionate about and uh, something I've been made fun of for years between growing up and then being looked down on for loving a character that most people thought was made for kids and taking that character into a serious world, showing the mainstream that he's really all about what he's all about and illustrating the qualities that both drew me to the character initially and really helped shape me into the person I am today. And to have that be something that's now accepted that I've always been vilified for is just I can't even express how awesome that is. And that wouldn't be the way it is now without Christopher Nolan and his vision that he had and all the people that pulled it off. So it's a huge, huge big deal to me. It's why I absolutely love these movies, not just because, but it's it's an added reason on top of it. The movies themselves are awesome. (laughs) So. Um, that is a really good point. Yeah, that's 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 very true. So that's Amazing. a big deal. And I, and it is working in a similar way for other people with the Avengers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's just for me, obviously, Batman is yeah. my thing. Um, so for me, this is all very, very personal. But uh, again, huge thanks to Christopher Nolan, who will never hear this episode. But <laughs> thanks to him anyway. Uh, it's just out there in the universe and the energy is working. So to check out our site go to thegeekgeneration.com please rate the show and write a review on iTunes we appreciate every single one that you guys take the time to do if you have any questions comments insults or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on twitter or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787 as always the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy a link to their site is also on our site so closing out this very special Batman episode We will be back with some brand new stuff for you next week. So see you guys later. Make it so.